welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hey, you welcome back to another episode. It is so good to be here this morning. In fact, as soon as I turned on my mic, I started hearing birds chirp outside of my window, which is such a great sign that spring is around the corner and we are coming out of hibernation. (laughs) I am just such a sensitive little soul when it comes to the winter months and I know that I continue to talk about it here but there is no doubt that we will have a vacation home during the winter time (laughs) somewhere where it's warm and I think that this is so fun to think about the possibility and the opportunities of sort of this idea of freedom and when you start to take yourself there of like how do I solve these problems that I'm experiencing right you allow yourself to really sit into higher level solutions in the winter months right we can do the things to ensure that we take care of ourselves but best solution is you just peace out I know this is easier said than done especially when you have three kids here in the valley that go to school but I have a decade or so more. In fact, my little guy, our youngest, is starting kindergarten in the fall and I am having all the feels about this. I was just talking to this about a girlfriend or with a girlfriend and I have just really loved our journey as parents in this season, you know, with him. As I've loved all all the seasons with all of our kids, but you know, by the third child, you just sort of are able to let go of a lot. I don't know if you can resonate with this, but also we were really young when we became parents first with our firstborn and we literally were clueless. And so, you know, decades later, there's a eight and a half year gap between our oldest and our youngest. And so obviously there's a huge difference in, you know, who we are as individuals who we are as a couple who are who we are as parents and um it allows us to just really lean in a little bit more and so man time is going by so fast which leads me into perfectly unexpectedly I have the perfect segue this idea of leverage 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 this is just something that I love so much because as women we do way more than most. And I don't want to generalize here, but I be willing to bet that you have more on your plate than your spouse. And I think generally as women, we carry the responsibility of the details of our lives, of our kids' lives, of our families that a lot of men don't. And again, I'm I'm just doing I don't want to generalize because I think every family dynamic is unique. 
every family dynamic is different. And even within my husband and I, we have always been, quote unquote, like 50-50. We've always been working parents. We have ebbed and flowed as far as like who's the breadwinner from a financial perspective. And so the contribution from financially, energetically, uh, physically, like it definitely is uh, probably more equal than uh, a lot or most marriages. But it's still not equal and we're never in a situation where, or we never, and I would encourage you to consider this, I, I never want to feel like I'm in a tit for tat situation with my husband of like, well, I do this, so you should do that, or I do more than you. And this is not what this episode is about. But I have noticed in spending more time around male entrepreneurs and having more deep, real conversations with female entrepreneurs. I was just at a mastermind a couple weeks ago and there was literally less, I think, than maybe five or six women in a group of hundreds of men. And the common theme with our small circle of women, you know, and these are women that are doing seven, multi-seven figures in business with families is that there's just more to consider. There's more nuances and details. And as you're sitting down to work your business, you're also making sure that you don't miss your kid's doctor's appointments. You're communicating with the teachers. You're having to make sure you get the birthday gifts for the upcoming 100 birthday parties that your kids were invited to. You're meal prepping. You're you're doing all these things. And so there's just a little bit more or a lot more on your plate. And it forces us to do business differently, which is actually, I think, our greatest advantage because it allows us to solve for higher level problems. It allows us to create more leverage, which is what I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But what I really want you to lean into is you do not have to sacrifice one for the other. And I think we have the ability to put constraints in our business, which allows us to work less and make more or you know create more impact whatever that looks like for you and those are the types of problems we solve for we don't solve for how can i work more hours how can i make my business so big that i never see my family we're solving for problems like how can i work less and increase my output how can i work less and get my clients better results how can i work less and increase you know, my content creation production, whatever that looks like. And so when you apply those constraints, you are able to find higher level solutions to your problems. And this is how we are able to build something that is both financially or time giving and and financially giving. Like we get the time and financial freedom. Most often what I find is even if businesses or entrepreneurs are making a lot of money, it's usually at the sacrifice of their time. On the contrary, right, I see a lot of women that are working harder, working more, but are yielding little results. And so what we want to find is like, what are your biggest leverage points? And this is something I had to learn early on because the moment that I had that sort of tug on my heart of like, I need to get out of corporate ASAP. I cannot go down this route any longer as, as, you know, as depressed and unfulfilled as I was feeling. The last straw for me was really pumping in the janitor's closet. And I was like, WTF, what am I doing? My baby, my newborn baby is in daycare. I hardly see my family. I hate my job. And 
whatever amount of money I was making, I realized it was not worth it. And so it was sort of like, pick your hard. And that was the moment that I went into entrepreneurship and decided to uh, figure out how to make my own money. At the time, I didn't know. I think it's really easy to look at me now and see that we have these fully flushed out programs. We have this ascension plan. We have, you know, the, the revenue, the impact. But we all start from zero. And there was a time where I didn't know what to do. And it was just sort of the messy action forward that gave me that clarity to continue moving forward, which leads me here today. And so when we think of leverage points... There's actually three big areas where you can add more leverage into your business that allows you to work less, make more money, create more impact, and also save time for your family. Have more time for your family. Have more time to travel and not feeling like you are chained uh, to your desk. And so the first leverage is delegation. And most people will wait way too long to hire or bring on a even part-time assistant. But when I, as soon as I decided to uh, launch myself as a coach, which by the way, I didn't even know if you were to ask me, like if you were to run into me, <laughs> Uh, in a hallway or at a community event and at the time when I had launched my first program if you were to ask me what I did I, I didn't have a title for my coach looking back I was definitely a life coach I didn't have a title for it though I just knew who I wanted to serve and what I wanted to help them do based on the question that my mentor asked me at the time when I was trying to figure out like what how do I make money <laughs> how do I do this and she was like well what do people come to you for and it was corporate women that were overwhelmed by work and family life and didn't have the balance between the two. And at the time, I was really good at doing both. I was very successful in my career and was also a mom. Was I, you know, spending all this time with my family? No. But I was, I had a very successful career and people wanted this as working moms. It was just figuring out how do I, you know, up-level my career. So, and that's what people are coming to me for. And so that's what I, that was sort of the first thing to the, or the first entry point into entrepreneurship as a coach. But right away, I hired a part-time virtual assistant, I think $10 an hour because I was still working full-time. And we think of leverage, right? It was sort of like, this was the only way that I was going to accelerate my results if I could increase the output without working more because I was already, you know, taking coaching calls at night or lunchtime and working full time and, right, still preserving some time for the family. And so that's the first point of leverage. And that's the first point of leverage I used to accelerate my results and also, ensure that I still was working within some constraints. And so for you, whether you are just getting going or you're seasoned, there is opportunity to create more leverage just through the delegation of your tasks. This is commonly misconstrued as like, well, it's just faster if I do it. It's just easier if I do it. Yes. But what I want you to ask yourself is, like really consider the times that you're in your zone of genius versus your zone of excellence. Your zone of excellence is things that you are good at, but you don't necessarily like to do 
which is actually how I lived my entire career, right? I was so good at what I did and I was getting validation and affirmation. I was getting paid really well, but I actually didn't like it. I didn't know it, but I didn't. Zone of genius is like you freaking love and also you're good at, you're in the flow. And this is like the highest zone that you want to be working in as much as possible. And it will feel like sort of a an expense at first when you are bringing somebody on. And, you know, technically any sort of labor or contractor or payroll, right, that is an expense. But what you need to understand is like the energetic financial time ROI that you're getting as a result of that. There is no way I could have hit 100K in less than a year if I didn't have the help. This VA was doing graphic design for me. She was creating my PDFs, my workbooks for my launches. She was setting up all the tech stuff because I had literally no time to fumble around with tech. And also like that was a break, like I was already running on minimal bandwidth amongst all the things that I was doing and that would just like suck me dry. So asking yourself, where can I start to delegate? If you have no team members and you're doing, you know, 10K months or even 2K, like I just want to encourage you, you can start small. This can look like a couple hours a week. It can look like just, you know, one task at a time. But I will definitely guarantee that you will not get to that next level of growth if you don't learn how to delegate and start to enroll other people into your vision as a leader. So secondarily, second point of leverage is your offers. This is my favorite, obviously. I love talking about leveraged offers, your scalable offer, and really thinking about how to move into one-to-many coaching offers. This could be a group coaching program. This could be a mastermind experience. This could be even a service that you deliver, but you're able to do it in a scalable format so that it's not so reliable on you as the coach or the consultant. And this was another thing that I was able to move into pretty fast because I got really good at one-to-one and I developed my framework really quickly. Now, this is going to be so different based on where you're at in your journey, what your preferences are, like what type of service or or niche you're in. I am always like take on private clients first before you try to launch a group coaching program because group coaching is harder to sell and it is harder to get your clients results if you don't have a proven framework. So one of the things that I really, really tell my clients is before you launch a group program, just commit to taking, you know, 10 or 20 clients or, or 30, like just lean into that. Some people love one-to-one coaching, but they move into group coaching because they were told that that's the best way to grow. The best way to grow is having a product, a program, or a service that actually gives results. And so we want to consider that piece as the foundation, Right. As far as leverage and moving into that leveraged offer sooner rather than later, it can require you to be a little bit more solid in your framework. And if you launch it 
sooner than maybe you're ready, you will feel it. You will feel it because it will feel disorganized. You're trying to take too many people through one framework at a time. The variation is too big and so people may be unsatisfied. They're not getting the results you want. So there's risk there if you move into group coaching or a scalable offer sooner rather than later. But regardless, the faster you can move into this in a way that you feel certain and confident, the better. And this is truly how I have also been able to serve thousands of women and help so many people make more money, make a bigger impact through my one-to-many offerings. And, and it is my favorite way to coach. It's my favorite way to deliver results. I know that my women get much bigger results when they're in a container of women that are doing something similar or they're, they're like-minded, they're able to collaborate and connect with each other and they feel more seen and heard. And in our mastermind experience, they're actually creating more results for themselves because of that full brilliance that's represented at the mastermind. It's just not me, right? Yeah, they come to me to get coached or guided by me, but they end up starting to really form this alliance of brilliance that they're able to tap into and fully leverage. So that is the second point of leverage that you can add in your business to decrease your time and increase your output. And the way that we do this is going to be very dependent on your particular niche, your business, your desires. And every time a client comes into Female Founders Board and we start to really map out that scalable offer, it looks slightly different for every single person. And the way that I teach it is very very specific to my my core method but also it's based on all the lessons I've learned from having a group program for the last you know couple years and so a lot of it is like avoid these mistakes and so I would strongly recommend you not doing the design and the launch and the growing of your scalable offer without guidance because there's so many nuances there and the first thing that we consider is always your clients' results, and also are we fully leveraging your brilliance? What I find is when people start to launch their scalable offer, their group coaching program, their mastermind, etc., they tend to water down their expertise because of this sort of idea that you have to be more appealing to more people, if you will, right? It's sort of like this group, so I need to like attract more, bring in more, and so I find that they start to um, lose the specificity and the potency in their messaging and their marketing and their selling, and that's when things start to go a little bit awry. Now, the last piece of leverage or the biggest piece of leverage that you can really leverage in order to grow your business, grow and scale, right? You may be in a growth season versus a scale season um, without working more is going to be your marketing, leveraged marketing. I'll link up the this particular episode in the show notes that goes deeper into this piece. But leverage marketing is taking an asset and using it time and time again to attract and enroll your clients consistently day, month over month over month, day over day, whatever that looks like. In a lot of cases for our women, this is a masterclass. This is a challenge, right? We love the workshop challenge model. We spend a little bit more time than your traditional masterclass with your leads. But it's a thing that it meets all of the objectives of a traditional lead generation funnel, right? When you think of somebody that just comes to know you, 
to starting to know you, to like you, to trust you, all the way to becoming a client and beyond. When you have one asset that does all those things, right? We can take a cold lead from they didn't even they weren't even aware of us a couple days ago and we can take them to a hot buyer in a five figure investment in less than 90 minutes in some cases when we do you know our master classes when our challenges you know less than 5 days this is why it's so powerful to have an asset in your arsenal that you just turn on right you flip a switch and it enables you to bring a volumes of your ideal clients in serve value, right? Because we love to serve our people. But then, right, we're moving them in a container where we get to offer them our program or service. This is like the best thing that like having these assets in our business has completely changed the trajectory of our results. And most people are just relying on their organic content, which is fine. That gets you really good results. And it will create, it will always be the consistency in how you're showing up and you showing up with that consistent content, whether you're on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, should never go away. That is the foundation of your audience building and also that social proof and that notoriety, like never move away from that. And it does create this idea of if I just want to like have a client today, I know exactly what to write in a post. I know what to write in an email that gets me that quick result. But when you have sort of this fully robust leveraged marketing asset, you get to do that at scale without having to work harder or create more content or having to... Um, increase right the your team so this is something that I would definitely strongly consider if you have you know you feel like your messaging is definitely tuned up your offer is converting right never move into too advanced strategies if you don't have those components I find that people are trying to do too much when just a simple tweak in their offer and their message and getting clients the most simple way first, in this case, organic content, organic marketing, then you can apply more of that leveraged marketing and asset. But it's fun. And this is our favorite way to um, really serve our people. So those are the three big lever points. And of course, everybody's journey is going to look a little bit different. And something to consider is you are either paying in time or you're paying in money. And as women, we have to really consider is like, how much time am I willing to spend? You can spend a lot of time trying to master a skill, right? Or you can invest in a mentor to teach you that skill faster. You can pay a lot or you can spend a lot of time building out a graphic design in Canva or you can invest a small portion to just have that done for you and free up your time to do other things. You might spend a lot of time, you know, growing to a million or you get a framework that shows you how to grow to a million, right? That can get you there faster. I really want you to think more higher level about your knowledge, your time, the value of those things and how to really pull the leverage points and accelerate your results without burning yourself out, right? Which is what really brings us to that key message and that key theme of this is like, I want to give you permission to do it all and have it all as a mom, as a woman. You don't have to build like a man, but you have to understand and and really learn where your leverage points are and double down there. So I hope this was helpful for you. I think I talked really fast during this episode, but you could tell this is because this topic just excites me so much because there's so much opportunity here. 
So I hope you enjoyed. If you wouldn't mind, just take a snapshot and share on Instagram if you love this. Tag me. I love to see where you're listening, how you're listening, and who's listening. And I will see you next time. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs, just like you, are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.